0: Hello, and welcome to Pop Culture Hang Fire with Christian and Gabriel. The podcast where we try to catch Gabriel up on some of the things he missed while he was homeschooled and sheltered from the outside world, and we do our best to reignite that pop culture fuse. All right, Gabe, the year is 1998. A 27 inch TV costs $329. PayPal is launched. The Bellagio opens in Vegas. Harry Potter makes its US debut. And a two liter bottle of Coke costs 89 cents.
1: I feel like the only one of those that I actively cashed in on was the 89 cent two liter.
0: Cause uh, oh yeah, because you weren't using PayPal yet.
1: <laughs> no, I was not. I was not a big PayPal supporter in '98. Uh, I was a little behind the, behind the times.
0: Let me guess, it was Bitcoin, right? And you're like, yeah, so it's not gonna last. It's not gonna last. This
1: is not gonna. How can fake money be real? Come on, guys.
0: So 1998, I am. I'm having a great year from what we've discussed before, right? I've graduated high school. I've got my whole life ahead of me, Gabe. Joining the Marines, having a fantastic summer, spending. Everything I have and all the time I can with my friends, all of whom I don't talk to anymore. <laughs> great friends, great friends. Everybody. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a good year. It's a good coming of age year for May nineteen ninety eight. Um, I think that's the year. I also like I remember Tower Records, uh, where bands used to have signings and stuff. I remember like I yeah, think yeah. I think I remember like Rage Against the Machine signing one of my one of my CDs. You know, back in the day, it was a good year. It's a good year. And ninety eight for you, sir?
1: Uh, solidly uh, middle school in terms of where I'm at. I'm ten, so I'm 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 not coming of age, and I'm happy to not be at that point of my life. I'm uh, uh, living in uh, Ranch Cucamonga. I get a lot of outside space to play in, which I take advantage of. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's good to be a kid at that point for me.
0: See, we're both having good years.
1: Yeah, it was. I, I'm thinking about it. I can picture it.
0: So, movies that came out in 1998. Um, besides the ones we've talked about there was the the American Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick do you remember that one
1: oh, that's a shame yeah
0: I that is a shame that was <laughs> that was not a good movie
1: i don't think i've ever seen that i remember all the promotion that, like that's what sticks out to me is like i don't remember which place it was like burger king or mcdonald's or whatever but i remember how heavily promoted like that movie you could get stuff for it everywhere and it was and it, I, I guess we're probably gonna talk about how it did, cause like, I, it didn't do well, right? Did a lot of people see it and it just got panned because of the expectation?
0: Uh, when the movie came out, um, it had a lot of negative reviews, but it did gross three hundred and seventy-nine million dollars worldwide. Uh, the budget was about a hundred and fifty million, so. You know, and then
1: super successful, probably.
0: And here's the thing though, remember how you were talking about the marketing and how hard they were pushing it? They spent 80 million on marketing for this movie. Wow. So it was definitely considered a a box office disappointment. Yeah. And all the planned sequels were canceled uh, right away.
1: Yeah, they have had a tough time realizing that,
0: which is. I did watch it. It was not great, but I mean you know like up until the last three godzilla movies like you know it was it's hard it's hard that's a difficult movie i when you think of the
1: premise of what's happening like it's almost surprising that they've had such a difficult time like are they just taking it too seriously like i mean we're all here to see godzilla just smack up buildings and other other iterations of godzilla or some monster well
0: that's what like, they got right now right i mean kong right. of godzilla is amazing There's, i think Kong is a, is an MMA fighter in that movie. Dude's doing some like Superman punches. It's crazy.
1: My cousins were super into Godzilla growing up. And it was funny because you'd go over to the house and you'd watch like I've seen as a kid I probably saw a ton of the earlier ones Godzilla vs. Mothra, Godzilla vs. Mecha Godzilla, all this stuff because they were like super into it. And those ones were so cheesy, but they were great. It was just like, you know, you're watching this just tear up Tokyo every time. Poor Tokyo.
0: Yeah, I, I I can't say I'm a Godzilla fan, but like you, I've seen all those movies. Dude. Like, remember in LA, they used to do like the Labor Day marathon of Godzilla movies, like <laughs> Channel Nine or Channel Five which just play 24 hours of Godzilla movies. You would sit man, there. I miss
1: I miss TV marathons of movies.
0: Oh, I know, man. I, that's not a thing anymore, is it?
1: Well, with streaming, it's like kind of why bother. Yeah, that's I guess true. you probably don't get as many uh, views as you'd like. Spike TV used to do all kinds of stuff. They used to do. Uh, 007. You know, you know, James Bond.
0: You know, that's that's what streaming is maybe doing wrong. They're not curating. Like, what if they do, like, an evening with, you know, type of thing, when they do, like, three movies that make sense, that go together type of thing, you know?
1: Kind of like uh, that Seinfeld episode where you have Vincent's picks for movies.
0: Okay, we talked just, about Seinfeld last uh, episode. It just gets me. And I well, don't... it's
1: Mullins and Seinfeld that probably apply to everything, I feel yeah,
0: like. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Did you ever watch the movie Pleasantville? No. Pleasantville was an interesting surprise movie in 1998. It stars Toby Maguire, Jeff Daniels is in it, William H. Macy, Riz- Witherspoons, R- Rithers- no, Rithers- Witherspoon, and a very young uh, Paul Walker is in it too. But basically, it's the story that you've, you've heard about before, right? Like People who fall into a, a television show they watch. So... These two siblings get trapped into this 19, 1950s TV show that the, they're they're used to watching, and they kind of realize, okay, we're stuck in this TV show from the fifties, and they play along with it. And it's the movie goes from color to black and white, but as the story unfolds in the in the movie, these two kids are kind of teaching these uh nineteen fifties black and white characters about love and sex and like things and art. So slowly, color, color starts to become a, a thing in the black and white TV show. It's re, it was really well done. It was a really fun movie to watch.
1: Sounds like an interesting premise.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was really it was really good. I, I do recommend that one. Fearing, loathing, in Las Vegas comes out in 1998. I imagine you've seen that one, right?
1: I have seen that one in in the time since.
0: In the time since, okay, yeah, that's a good we one.
1: Certainly didn't see it at the time. <laughs>
0: Ten-year-old, Ten-year-old so you should have never watched that movie, ever.
1: Mom was right about one of them so far. So so far, one one for mom and like probably like 20, 25 not,
0: <laughs> maybe not.
1: That's okay.
0: <laughs> uh, another good movie that came out in nineteen ninety-eight, uh, and again because it was, because of what the world we live in now and the world that was becoming at the time, but the Trubin Show, the I guess comedy drama right falls under that category. Did you ever watch The Truman Show?
1: I haven't seen that. I know of it, though. You know of that it, That was right? definitely one I've, I've heard a lot about.
0: Great movie. Uh, based on a Twilight Zone episode, if I recall. Um,
1: that sounds about right.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that was a good one. Um, surprised you haven't seen it, but actually not surprised at the same time. Because like it, it's one of those, like, you, you could do without. It. Almost like Pleasantville. Like, good enough to mention, but you you could go, do, go without. But, like, Fear and Loathing, you can't go without. Can't go without.
1: That is a cinema staple. I think so too. Although I do miss the cinema staples as we've already covered on this. So
0: this is true. Popular TV shows in 1998 among the ones we've mentioned before. This is another three you have. Oh, we were just talking about this CBS Sunday night movie. It used to be an event that CBS would show a movie on Sunday night at eight o'clock for people to watch. And it was usually a premiere movie that used to be a thing
1: now it's a netflix exclusive
0: if even that right well not- notice or whatever yeah look at them making yeah, movies that's true that is that i remember when i um when i would stay home from school fox channel 11 in la used to do a noon movie and 99% of the time they were terrible terrible movies but every time i always watched it but thanks to that dude i remember watching the movie Crawl. I don't know if you remember that from the '80s.
1: I've heard of it. I've never
0: seen it. The only thing I remember from that movie, besides the 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 cyclops, was that that throwing that futuristic alien throwing star that he had that would come back to him. I remember that. I'm pretty sure it's a terrible movie, but in my head, I remember it being a really fun, cool movie. I'm sure it's not, but I remember watching that. And to this day, remembering it. And I've seen it a few times, I think, but not in the last 20 years. That was the first time I ever watched the animated Hobbit movies from the 80s.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it was, I'm telling you, like, I would watch it and put up with 99 really terrible movies until I got that one. And I kept watching because I'm like, there's going to be another Hobbit movie. There's going to be another cruel. Diamond is not rough. Yeah. But yeah, but that was a thing, right? CBS um, Sunday night movie, man. That's crazy. Then we got um, Touched by an Angel. Again, I know it was a popular show. Never watched it. I'm going to imagine it was about an angel who went around touching people in the good way.
1: Right. Nowadays, they somebody in the, some department would be like, mm, do we mm. want to name it that, though? Probably not.
0: Uh, maybe, uh, maybe seen by an angel, spoken to by an angel
1: respectfully the angel <laughs> respectfully kept his
0: distance an angel respectfully requests permission <laughs> and the other big popular show of 1998 um you won't be surprised once you hear the name home improvement starring tim allen i used to watch this show man i thought it was a very funny show again i haven't it seen was. it since I haven't seen it since so i don't know how it holds up but i remember it being a really really funny show
1: yeah the few episodes i got to see uh, you know it, it seemed it seemed funny, and if you watch it now, you get a a, a prime view of uh, vintage haircuts,
0: vintage haircuts, and uh, Pamela Anderson. She seems to be popping up in all the conversations for nineteen ninety eight.
1: She's also a through line for the nineties. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, so that was those were the popular shows. Now shows that shows that ended in nineteen ninety eight. You've got. Were you, did you ever watch Pinky and the Brain, the cartoon show? Yes.
1: Yeah, that's the one. Okay, so we'll we'll tell this. I don't remember if I said this on air or not, but that's the one where that occasionally, if Dad was in charge and supervising, he would put on Pinky in the Brain, maybe, which probably wouldn't have. Well, it definitely wouldn't have passed muster for Mom. But we got to see Pinky in the Brain if Dad was in charge of the remote and there was Mom wasn't around. So thanks, Dad.
0: Yeah, I think that whole Animaniacs TV show was fantastic, and and we did get Pinky in the Brain thanks to uh, thanks to that. Uh, but yeah, that ended. Uh, it's remember this is the the spinoff that they got on their own. So it ended in '98. The short-lived Silver Surfer cartoon show, which was not bad, dude. It actually had decent art. It just was not good enough to stay on the air, though. One, uh, it got one season, one whole season. But if you if you ever look it up, it's actually a decent-looking show. It's just it's hard to it's yeah hard to do him right. It seems like it, that's yeah exactly because like. It's all cosmic. It's all cosmic. The, you know, unless he comes and hangs out with the Fantastic Four on the weekend or something, you have no connection.
1: Also, isn't he just like, he's super powerful because of the power, the power cosmic? Yeah. So it's like, is it is it hard for them to power balance him like <laughs> against whatever he's doing?
0: No, he just fights other beings like him. He fights or, you know, he fights alongside Warlock or like fights Thanos because that's the level he's at cuz that's his that's his peer group. Yeah, that's his peer group. He's a he's a surfer with a really executive uh position. Yeah. But yeah, I remember I remember that show was, was not terrible. But uh yeah, la la uh, ended that year, started that year. We have the Larry Sanders show. Now, I know we talked about Gary Shandling, but Larry Sanders, did that make it on your uh, radar at all? I don't
1: think so.
0: Same thing, it was Gary it was Gary Shandling's um hbo show where oh, yes. where he plays a um a studio late night talk show host created by him uh, but it, it it had a lot of that curvier enthusiasm kind of like um uh improvised they improvised a lot on that show uh and celebrities got to play themselves because it was a talk show so right was, right it was funny <laughs> uh and then the last show that we'll talk about that ended in in 1998 and again show that i might have watched a few episodes on but it was like you know everybody knew it uh murphy brown
1: i the only thing i could say i know and this is this is probably another thing that you'll hear is uh i know family guy spoofed murphy brown that's, how, that's the only way i heard of murphy <laughs> brown so it was important enough for family guy to to do a, a skit on
0: wow but yeah that was a, a show with um what was her name because I'm telling you, the show was on for, for like 10 years, dude.
1: A long time, yeah.
0: Yeah, Candace Bergham, yeah. And uh, and basically, she's a, she's a reporter for a um, news, news magazine or a newspaper series. And, you know, sarcastic and funny and, you know, uh, it was powerful for women. But yeah, 10 years is a long time for a show to be on. But anyway. Yeah. Ended in 98. Now, TV shows that started in 1998, speaking of Godzilla the movie... Again, with like that hard, you know, PR that they were trying to do, they actually made a, a Godzilla TV show, uh, a uh, animated series.
1: How did that do?
0: So, it was actually good. the The TV series was actually okay. good.
1: Probably overshadowed by the movie.
0: I think issue. so. Because
1: um, I didn't even know that they came out with one at that point.
0: It was it was on for 3 seasons. It the animation was actually pretty good because it was an American Japanese animated TV show. So it had that and it, it came out when like when the um like Fox Kids had like that afternoon uh 2 hour thing. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day like, you know, they would they would have those uh, those hour or 2 hour blocks, you know, uh where where you know, kids could come home and they would they would um they would be able to catch like, you know, four TV shows. But um, yeah, yeah, but this, the 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 show is about a group of environmentalists who basically hooked up with Godzilla and like he would help them fight other monsters. That's pretty much it. All right. But yeah, it went on for three years, so it did better than the movie. That's pretty good. Which is surprising. Yeah. The Powerpuff Girls uh, is, uh, begins <laughs> in 1998.
1: There's talk about your shows that get that uh, had some kind of impact to get referenced a lot. You see Dude, memes what, and products.
0: Twenty three years later. No wait. Yeah. Two thousand eight doesn't Yeah. Twenty three years later. Yeah. It's still going.
1: Oh, it's still going too.
0: Well, the aren't they doing a live action or a new cartoon that's coming out?
1: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Here, um, I know I read about. I think Donald Faison is doing one of the voices
1: that that would be
0: let's see here I'm 99% sure but anyway that 1998 TV show was on for like six years
1: they have him playing Mojo Jojo I swear to god
0: <laughs> let's see hang on you... oh let's see and then they came back in 2016 right
1: I mean it's relevant that's the point I think right
0: yeah the Powerpuff Girls uh... who
1: would have thought like when they first saw this that, that would be
0: <laughs> okay yeah. this, this is what I got what to know about the Powerpuff Girls live action reboot, sir? Live action. Um, it's gonna be a, a CW uh creation or production. Uh let's see here. Dove Cameron and Jana Perult will take on the roles of Bubbles and Buttercup and something about the third cast member. Pa, 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 pa.
1: He's uh he's professor I don't know U- Utonium.
0: I don't know who, who that Faison's
1: is. FaZon's gonna be.
0: Oh, okay. But yeah, um, Show's coming back, sir. So, yeah. So, how about that? Six year TV show that then came back for three years that now is back live action. That's very ballsy.
1: That's it. That that is an interesting take.
0: Yeah. Magnificent Seven. (laughs) The TV show begins in 1998. I'm like, what was happening? Was this the Briscoe County years? The, the, like, what was, what, what? Can we blame a Clint Eastwood movie on this, on the resurgence of of yeah, what the heck? What was what happening that, in 1998? Who that successfully. Successfully, yeah. So yeah, that happened in 98, and the one I'm saving uh, for last here, which again, 23 years later, Fox and Friends uh, debuts in 1998. How crazy is that? Who could, have known? who could have known?
1: There's less. There's less of the Friends and more of the Fox. All these years later. <laughs>
0: oh that's funny uh let's see here for deaths in 1998
1: a boring year a boring year of deaths
0: apparently okay so deaths in 1998 um i'm i because of your old timiness i'm gonna guess that you know who gene autry was sure do he passed away in 1998 for everyone else he was the singing cowboy right that was his nickname I um, think so, yeah. Old-timey movies. He was the cowboy hero who happened to sing get-along songs. And he had a, a famous horse, too, right? Um, what the hell was the horse that he kept riding on?
1: I, I wanted to say Trigger, but like... I that, want to say Trigger, or, too. Isn't that Roy Rogers' horse?
0: That could also be right. Champion? <laughs> Champion. The Wonder Horse? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Trigger was Roy Rogers. And his... Apparently the more famous horse.
0: <laughs> Look... <laughs> <sighs> Oof. Why didn't we talk about Trigger when we talked about Roy This is embarrassing everyone. We're so sorry. Um We're gonna have to mention apparently Champion Gene Autry's horse.
1: The Wonder Horse. Champion the, the Wonder sorry, Horse.
0: The Wonder Horse. Linda this Mo- horse, hang on though, oh. this horse was oh.
1: was in seventy nine films and ninety one television episodes? That's gotta be like in the stratosphere as far as horse fame
0: goes. Okay, but you know we're going to have to compare him to Trigger now to see what oh, he is. Oh, yeah, so
1: Trigger. Hang on. <laughs> Who is the superior
0: horse? 71 uh, 71 movies you said, right? Or 91 movies? 71. Uh
1: it was uh, it was 79 films and 91 television episodes. Okay. That's the benchmark. I like how the the tidbits are like not even related <laughs> Just... Google tidbits. So Trigger was at 15.3 hands high. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. perfect. How does that compare? That's my favorite measurement too. Hands.
0: Which makes no sense because my hands are different than
1: probably my two hands are probably not the same.
0: <laughs> it's like nobody should ever measure, you know, uh according to Tim Robbins. No, not Tim Robbins. What's the name of that um what's the name of the um the motivational speaker? Not Tim Robbins. Oh yeah. But something Robbins, right?
1: Something Robbins, yeah.
0: He's got enormous hands. He's got, like, banana fingers. Okay, what what's going on? We're waiting for Trigger here. Are you on IMDb or what?
1: I, I am. I'm just trying to find the total here. Oh. They're not giving it to me in a nice little bit like they did for uh, Champion, the Wonder Horse.
0: I mean, when you have a name like that, I feel like somebody would. Right. I
1: mean, I, I it's, it's hard. It's hard to not. Somebody. Yeah, IMDb does not give me a nice total. They want to talk about how tall this horse is. Like... <laughs> Maybe if you're a horse person, that matters. Doesn't matter to me.
0: You know, you can just type how many movies did eighty-two
1: movies oh. and a hundred TV episodes.
0: Ooh, just
1: just barely edged out by three movies and nine episodes.
0: Damn! So Trigger was a better horse. So,
1: so Trigger is really the Wonder Horse here. I think the title has to be passed. Your champion, just a normal horse, and Trigger's actually the Wonder Horse.
0: Can champion just be champion? He's the champion of horses. Just champion. Yeah,
1: Trigger was called the smartest horse on TV. Jesus, which, which I feel like I don't know if that I, I'm not. I, it sounds good. I don't know how high of a bar that really is, though.
0: You know, I'm gonna say that from from reading a lot of uh, autobiographies uh, or or listening to a lot of podcasts, you would be surprised how many uh, actors ruin their careers by just not being able to even show up to the set, let alone remember their lines. So. You know what? A smart horse can mo-
1: okay, remember, it's nay here. It's nay. It's not that snort thing, it's nay.
0: What if, what about if like it's like, okay, trigger, we need you to go forward, make a left, make a right, dip and fall. And the actor just, can do it. Yes, and the actor just hangs on and fucking, you know, <laughs> takes credit and, for and, it.
1: And Roy's drunk again, so you're just gonna have to he do just all this. <laughs>
0: Trigger the Wonder Horse. (laughs) Linda McCartney dies in 1998. Awesome. Uh, Obviously, we know her from, well, she was a famous photographer, but she's also, you know, happens to have been the other half of Wings, um, the Paul McCartney uh, band. She uh, passed away in 98, 56 years old from breast cancer, I believe.
1: Wow. Makes you wonder when the real Paul McCartney died and they replaced him. I don't remember.
0: Uh, that was the late 60s, I think.
1: So she did pretty good all, by that measure.
0: I think so, too. And Bob Kane dies in 1998. Do you know that name, Gabriel? I don't. I'm somewhat surprised, by the way, because <laughs> you actually threw, you, you caught me off guard by saying you didn't know. He is uh, the creator of Batman.
1: Oh, okay, so I just I just don't know the name associated with.
0: Oh, okay. But yes. Okay. He is the man who um, who created the Batman character along with Bill Finger. You have to say that because when you look at the original drawings, like you can see where the influence of him not having like a, a red, you know, um, suit with like an orange cape, something like that. <laughs> Just take my word for it. He didn't do it by himself. Yeah. He had can you to imagine? Him.
1: Batman but all, but brightly colored
0: I uh, I can and we'll show you later moving on to music in uh, 1998 not a great year for music that matters so like ouch yeah because we talked about a lot of great great albums and great uh artists that debuted in 98 but the lesser known ones are the ones that stuck and the ones that kind of suck like uh speaking of Titanic right my heart will go on by Celine Dion. That song is not a good song, I believe. Yet it's still around.
1: Is that the one that Deadpool was? Was that the Celine Dion that he that he did the promo with? Well,
0: no, she did a brand new song for Deadpool.
1: But is, is that the one that he danced and did all the crazy stuff? Yes, that was the new one. Oh, okay. The only thing I remembered was Celine Dion. That's the only thing that 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 really mattered to me was that Deadpool.
0: Yeah. So. Bit. Yeah, well, 98, she, like, owned the world with that damn song. Terrible. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, every, every girl saw that song that, that movie at least, you know, a dozen times.
0: The other tragedy that happens in 1998 is the Bare Naked Ladies released the song One Week. Do you know this song, Good.
1: I'm sure I do. I can't picture it from that. but I, w- like,
0: I want a real-time reaction let me, of you looking okay, up Bare Naked Ladies One Week, and you can thank 1998 for that one. Okay, everybody, he's typing...
1: Okay, we're getting uh, we're getting an ad.
0: Classic, classic.
1: I feel like it was really rude too because the ad was for the Beatles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this music video though?
0: I okay, do you no, I I didn't even bother watching the video. But yeah, 1998 gave us that song. That again, just, just, somehow still just, is gets thrown into movies. Now it also gave us another song which we're gonna talk about. But the important part of this song is what it did to music in general, not, no, no, what it did for music in general, but not what that song did in music. Like it was a huge hit. Shares, shares believe in 1998. Do you recall that one?
1: I mean, I, not by name, but I'm again, I'm sure. Hang on. So let's do a better reaction. What
0: made that song interesting was that around the chorus, her voice does something very, very new at the time. And it was a producer messing around with the auto tune feature and (laughs) he turned it up to 11 bro. And her voice does something insane. And a lot of people start to trying to, to duplicate that sound. One of those individuals that finally gets it right and makes an entire album is the artist T-Pain. T-Pain then unleashes auto tune on the rest of the world. Not his fault. I mean, he created a new music style good for him, but Shear was the motivation for him to be like, what is that sound? How do I replicate that sound? He makes an album, and then everyone and their mothers is using autotunes. Autotune, not autotunes. So yeah. Shear,
1: all I'm ta- my takeaway is that Share created T-Pain.
0: I, actually, that's a, that's a fair, fair statement that's to make That's my cliff notes. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> there it is. I heard it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the producers weren't. They were just like, let's turn this up to 11. Wow. In tech and toys news tech and toy news we have starcraft being released in 1998 which i feel like you would know
1: i mean so one of the things like i don't it was finally at a point where i could get my hands on some video games but i remember like starcraft was one of those games that every time you went anywhere like even like staples which wasn't a particularly game marketing place like they had that on the shelf there'd be warcraft starcraft doom like they'd have the staples yeah, no yeah. Fun.
0: i was not i was not a player of that but even i ended up playing starcraft at a, at a certain i don't point. think
1: i've ever played starcraft but I've, i mean those watching the evolution of starcraft was a thing that i you know as someone in that that space i, I got to watch
0: yeah so that came out in 98 another game that my ca-
1: actions per minute is not high enough to play that game just
0: i don't know out there. i don't know what that means
1: the so that's one of the things they measure the the things people do uh when they're playing the game is their actions per minute you got to build up your base and do all these things quickly and so like pro players do like crazy they have all these macros on their keyboard they're just constantly shortcutting things
0: oh yeah this when i played
1: age of empires i was like click 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 (laughs) click 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 click, click." so like i was definitely not in the in the in, in the same hemisphere as people playing that game yeah, I I, I
0: played uh, computer games. Uh, by the way, I call them computer games. I think everybody else calls them like PC gaming. PC, yeah. Anyway, I think I, I started and ended my career of playing video games in the, uh, on the computer in the early 2000s. Um, the next game we're going to talk about is one of those games that, that prompted me to play for like six months. But the game that came out in, in 98 was called Half-Life. I did not play Half-Life could not care for half-life what half-life did though was they created counter-strike and i am telling you gabe late 90s early 2000s me actually went to internet cafes
1: land land, cafes, land yep.
0: cafes where i would play for like five or six hours from like 10 at night to four in the morning
1: so my experience with land cafes was that they were like somehow like wherever you went, they were similar. Like it was always, they oh, always played some kind thing. of like electronic, like same no, thing. no, there's no vocals, but it was like instrumental, like electronic music. And, uh, they were early adopters of having some kind of lights this is before way before RGB LED things, but they would have some kind of light thing going on. They'd be lights. They sold energy drinks because duh. Yeah. They knew Who their audience was snacks and, and they, energy they drinks. wanted to facilitate you playing for those, those hours and hours and hours. I too went and played counter-strike at land cafes. <laughs>
0: Dude, I was in Koreatown and man, those dudes would get down, dude. And they did not they they did not fuck around when it came to like land cafes, like it was amazing. But anyway, I played Counter-Strike for a good 3 to 5 months and it was the greatest time of my life playing PC games. Never again though. Never tried it on my own. It was it was a peak. I recently watched somebody online Wow, I sound like a fucking old man. I recently watched somebody online playing one of these PC games. Not a Twitch or anything. Somebody just uploaded their um their live playing on uh YouTube. Uh-huh. And they were playing a um a uh Starship Troopers game. Uh yeah, where you like land on a base and you gotta like secure it and you gotta build your your troops and like, you know, get your engineers and everything like that. And I thought, oh, that's fun. That doesn't require too many clicks. It's just a little bit of planning. I was like, oh, I could get into a game like that. But, you know, it's just like, uh, in my, like, again, going back to my day, you would just, you would just have a nice mouse. The nice mouse was enough. There was no shortcuts. There was no macros. None of that stuff. I don't even know what those things are. But anyway, saw that on television. I thought, yeah, 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 I could do something like that. That looks right up my alley. Sonic Adventures comes out in 1998. All right. I was never a Sega fan, uh, I but I was aware of so- Sonic. Sonic was everywhere.
1: So I got to play... My experience playing consoles was all at other people's houses. Cousins, friends, whatever. And uh, so it being limited, um, my experience also as the younger sibling was that I was Luigi,
0: if Mario Always. got
1: played. Always. And I was Tails. Oh. So... Uh, I was the I was the, the player that didn't matter in those Sonic games. that You could run off the screen. You just come back. You just helicopter in with his tail. It didn't matter what I did. I could do stuff and I could combo, but like I didn't matter. So, oh,
0: tails okay. for Life. Tales for Life. Oh, my God. Why is not that a T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. First of all, I'm going to write this down. I'm going to make something that says Tales for Life. And I'm going to put it up on the uh, Instagram account because that's too good.
1: It's just it's just how it is sometimes, you know.
0: I'm not kidding either. Okay, tell us for life.
1: Yeah, it's good it's, good. it's a good uh it's good it's good to have merch.
0: Do you remember E-Machines?
1: I I remember the phrase.
0: So they were a company that came out in 1998 and they were making cheap computers for people like- PCs for people, uh, you know, because okay, yeah, it, yeah. it was a, the Yeah, I remember that company. That that got started in 1998. I remember I might have owned an e-machine in like 2000 or 2001.
1: I I think, I feel like the people I, I, I that the the people buying computers around me at that time, so like my grandpa and my, my, my brother was probably getting into building computers, like you looked down on that. It was like the cheap stuff and you wanted better.
0: Yeah, that's but what everybody was doing. I remember doing. e-machines. Yeah, but I remember they were like, oh, you could buy like the whole set for like $400 or $500. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. at the time, you didn't know any better, but... But I remember E-Machines. Any anyway, they launched in 98, which I must have been a good three or four years for them because everybody was trying to like do that thing at home. Yeah. Now, the last two I want to talk about, because when I was doing the research for this episode, I, I was very surprised that this still existed. But at the same time, I shouldn't be. So there was a doll called the Becky doll from the Barbie franchise and Becky. Wait before I continue. Have you heard of Becky the doll? I
1: uh, I mean I I don't know if I I I've heard a bunch about Becky. I don't know if it's the doll though. Maybe the doll is the reference point.
0: So Becky was Barbie's friend, and well, the, the way that she's described is her uh, Barbie's hip friend, a photographer on a wheelchair. Yeah, didn't see that coming, did you?
1: A handy capable. Yes. I did not know that. Did not know that
0: either. I was like, this was released? In 98. In 98. Barbie's oh, hip okay. Okay, Barbie's Barbie. hip photographer friend. And with the minutes we have left, we'll go into celebrity gossip. Matt Dillon and Cameron Diaz are an item. Okay. Okay.
1: I think I remember that. I don't know why I remember that, but
0: certainly uh, it certainly didn't
1: matter to me at the time.
0: Do you recall Macaulay Culkin getting married at 17 years old?
1: I don't. That's a... Poor kid.
0: Yeah. Yep. And
1: that's not going to end well.
0: And are you familiar with who Larry Flint is?
1: Yes. So.
0: You have a Larry Flint story?
1: (laughs) I just remember that in like, I don't remember. I think it was in Redlands. There was a Larry Flint's Hustlers Club.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: And so we used to have to drive by that sometimes. And I, I, I remember speaking, you could, you know, you read the sign and think, what the hell is that? Like. And then as an adult, like, oh, I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think, I think 2000, 2001, I found myself at Larry Flint's Hustler Club on Sunset Boulevard. All right. It was a thing. It was cool. It was hip. It was, uh, it was he's like, like a, a,
1: he's like a, he's like a, uh, if you were going to like, if I was going to like compare he's like a very job of the hut seeming human being. You know,
0: yes and no right so okay, hang on let me before uh, I forget so the reason why I brought him up is because he marries for the fifth time in 1998
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's looking down at Macaulay going like come on come on guy you gotta get on get, those are rookie numbers and this is
0: up. and this is why he was not uh, Jabba the Huttish because he had love in him Gabe he had love in him
1: I mean are you implying that Jabba the Hutt did not we don't know
0: that uh, he was a slave owner hmm. <sighs> I mean, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I remember. So did you ever watch the movie The People vs. Larry Flint starring uh, Woody Harrelson?
1: I did not. No. Good movie.
0: Really good movie about the story of his life. And he was he was very involved in the making of it. So it's actually very well done. Oh, and Woody Harrelson okay. is phenomenal in that. Uh, Courtney Love played um played the, the female lead, the, the wife that he had. And in an interview, years, years later, uh, Courtney loves, they they asked her about like, oh, you know, how was it making that film? And he's like, oh, it was great. Larry Flint's the nicest guy in the world. She said he called me randomly one day and he said, "Um, hey, can you be more careful? I just bought some pictures and video off of somebody that they that they have of you because they were trying to, like, you know, leak it or, or sell it to They were trying to sell it to Hustler magazine. And he's all like just be more careful, okay? So I don't, and so basically that was it. Like somebody had some naked pictures of her and he was like, yeah, I'll buy them off of you, you know, for his magazine. But really it was just to destroy them because he was friends with her. Oh, wow. Exactly. How do you feel about that Boba Fett, a Boba Fett uh, Jabba the Hutt remark now?
1: So here's the thing, right? From persona and and like public facing, I, I, I stand by it. But I guess you can't judge a book by their cover, right? Like, I mean, come on.
0: But yeah, I remember ever since hearing that story, I was like, hmm. Plus, remember, the other thing about it, too, is like Hustler was the competitor to Playboy, right? Right. Playboy was artistic, showed you all. Who
1: had the better articles is really the question. <laughs> and how else would you know? You got to read it.
0: From what I read, um, <laughs> you know, uh, Penthouse was willing to go, uh, you know, and take the pictures that others weren't is all I'm saying.
1: Here's the other. Here's the only other story I have in relation to this. I remember a room that I was in at one point in the Marine Corps. One of the lockers just had a stack of magazines. Like it just inherited. Like it was in there. It was in the locker. Just a stack. Mixed Playboy, Hustler, like all all of it. And you're just like, all right,
0: all right. It's what you do. I mean, I. I I remember uh, Marines that. So I sh-
1: did get to read some of the articles. I guess is my point.
0: I remember uh, Marines that should be shall remain nameless. You know how in your flak jacket where the uh, the breastplate goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you were going to go to the field, you could just you could put two magazines in there. Yeah, whatever. And and really, you know, it weren't for you, it was for everybody else.
1: Yeah, it's going to stop the bullet of loneliness. It is
0: such a harsh, harsh bullet. But uh, all right, so. We're, uh, that's it for 98, three episodes. I hope everybody had a good, uh, holiday season. Uh, this episode should be airing the 31st. I want to say it's been a fantastic year. I think this is episode number 15 of us consistently doing an episode a week. Gabe pat
1: ourselves on the back a little bit. I think so too,
0: man. Like, uh, we, we committed to something and we are delivering and I'm very proud of us. We do take, have a take
1: that new year's resolutions.
0: We do have a surprise for the next year episodes, cause we're doing a little twist on it. We're gonna start the year with a twist. Looking forward to that. But thank you for listening. A shout out to whoever that first listener is. Every time I post this, within the within two hours, we have a listen. Whoever you are, thank you, sir or ma'am, for doing the Lord's work. And obviously, shout out to our biggest fan Kat. Shout out to Richard I know you're listening <laughs> and Judy shout out thank you for the people who send their their messages with uh, with input I love it <laughs> have a wonderful uh, rest of your day or evening or morning and we'll talk to you next week we'll talk to you next year yeah next year yeah we gotta do that
1: too, too bad we didn't get in time to do the talk to you next millennia joke
0: mm, there's still time there's still time <laughs>